1: Almost exactly one year ago, our Monday show opened with coverage of what was still a developing story, an armed intruder at a South St. Louis high school. We need to start with the breaking news about a shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. We are still in the early stages of this, and police say two are dead, one adult and one student. At about 9 a.m. on October 24, 2022, a former student of Central Visual and Performing Arts High School entered the CVPA building on the campus it shares with the Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience. Inside the school, the 19-year-old shooter killed two people, a student and a teacher. He injured seven others. Hundreds more students experienced the terror and trauma of hearing the sounds of gunfire and being on lockdown without any certainty they'd get out safely.
2: They were right under the class I was in
0: and I heard the banging and the shooting and I honestly felt like I wasn't gonna make it out of there because it was really scary.
1: Most did make it out and we eventually learned more about what happened and whose lives were taken by the shooter. Their names were Jean Kuchka, the school's health and physical education teacher and the coach of Collegiate's cross-country team, and Alexandria Bell, a 15-year-old sophomore at CVPA. Last week, I sat down with Abby Kuchka, one of Jean Kuchka's children. I also spoke with Alexandria Bell's mother, Keisha Akers. Each of them spoke about how they've been doing since October 24th last year, and what they've done to honor and keep the memory of their mom and daughter present. They also shared poignant messages of empathy and care that both Alexandria and Jean displayed so well in their lives. Here's my conversation with Keisha Akers, taped on Thursday. What have things been like for you um, in this past year?
2: It's been a um, a real rollercoaster. A lot of ups and a lot of downs, um, a lot of dark, dark days, and some deal with happiness, just me trying to find a new normal.
1: Mm-hmm. And what have been some of the things that have helped you with that to get to that new normal?
2: Um, Dealing with my family and my friends that are pretty close to me. And my main source is the children, focusing on their needs and trying to keep them grounded and as clear-minded as possible.
1: Mm -hmm. And by the children, do you mean... Um, siblings of Alexandria, or are are these other other youth that you're talking about?
2: It's all youth, central vision <laughs> and Performing Arts students. Um, mm-hmm. I am now employed at uh, University City High School, so I work with those children. Pretty much any child that comes into my space that needs or wants my help, um, mm-hmm. I make myself open to them.
1: Okay, so in terms of the effects. I mean, clearly the work that you are doing with these youth is something that uh, connects back to what happened last year. In what other ways have you been affected by the tragedy that occurred last October?
2: Um, My eating habits are different. Mm -hmm. Um, The way I deal with people and communicate is different. I don't go outside as much. Uh, If I do leave my home, it's to handle business, go grocery shopping, or go to work, and then I'm back in the house. My outside time is very limited Mm. now.
1: And is that very different from how things were before?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I used to like going to the grocery store. I used to like just being out and going riding, and sometimes I do feel like to go joy joyriding uh, but that's with a uh, very special person but for the most part I'm in the house uh, I was that person that liked to be out and would be the one to take the kids everywhere if they whether it's to the mall or to the movies and now it's not so much I'm out for business and then I'm back in the house.
1: Mm-hmm. Well that makes me extra grateful that you are taking this time to talk with us. I know you're not outside your home, but, you know, having conversation, I think, you know, can very much be part of putting yourself out there. So you have been working with the students at CVPA and collegiate with the students that you're coming in contact with at University City High School. Um, Apart from that and your family, what else has given you strength?
2: Knowing that my daughter can't do a lot of the things that she had planned on or had set out to do, and so my job now is to make her proud of me
0: Mm.
2: as much as I feel like she would be, and to make my son proud by not giving up because I still have a 23 year old son and um I have two grandchildren, and I need to be everything I can be for them. So I keep pushing for it because she can't and they need me.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that one of the things that you were thinking about putting off was completing school, but you graduated from culinary school uh, relatively recently. Why did yes, you decide man. you know, to go ahead and, and just get through that? Was it anything different from what you have talked with me about already
2: um it was more so i felt like i will be letting her down i felt like i will be letting my mom down and i had pushed and put in so much work already and to a degree i will be letting myself down and i realized that it was a lot of children outside of my biological family watching me. Mm. And so I didn't want them to say where it got hard for Miss Keisha. So she gave up. So it's okay if I give up. No, it's been times and I, you can ask any instructor I had, I quit almost every day. Mm. I would tell them I quit and to the point where they was like, okay, what do you need? And they were, you know, we would slow things down and, We will work through whatever emotion I was dealing with at the time. And then I'll just continue my day. And I was still able to graduate on time. Mm
1: -hmm. Something that I did hear is that part of that support that you were getting, it came in a very particular way uh, when it came to Alex's friends and her phone. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Her phone has not been turned off. Her services have uh, not been suspended. We decided, well, her dad decided that he would continue to pay the bill because that was the children's way of communicating with her uh, in their own way. And it also, when the kids are too stressed out, they'll text certain things to the phone, and then I'll reach out to either them or their mom to let them know, hey, I think this is pretty serious, or uh, just kind of talk back and forth with them, and they send messages, and that's how we, you know, we deal with it.
1: Mm -hmm. And does that reflect something about the kind of personality Alex had and the, the kinds of relationships that she had with other people?
2: Oh, yeah. Her her friendships and everything was everything to her. Mm. If she allowed you in, it was like golden. Alex, she was a people person, but not a people person. <laughs> but she would, like, she would see a friend upset and whatever she was dealing with, she would put on a back burner and she would deal with it and, She would text me throughout the day, hey, my friend, none of them ever had names, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but she would say, my friend is dealing with this, this, that, and the other, and I don't know what to tell her, and I kind of helped her talk her friend down off whatever it was they were going through, and so she was just that huggy kid. Mm -hmm. She was a very touchy-feely. She loved hugs. Um, She was a very affectionate child, and so... In that manner, she touched a lot of her friends.
1: Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this piece of technology is helping you to stay connected with something that yes. was very much about you as well, um, not just yes. about Alex. You know, mm-hmm. Keisha, What is it that you wish that people better understood about your experience? Not just you know in the the moments um, you know immediately after. Uh, Alex's, you know, the loss of Alex, but over over the last year?
2: That people need to be patient. Grief comes in ways and is so very unexpected. I can be having an absolute wonderful day and I can smell some Chinese food and instantly I'm crying or... I can smell one of her old scents or see something that she was very much into, a cartoon, a, a teddy bear, a dinosaur, a dog, a cat, and it would make me think of her. And then now I'm sitting crying because now I'm missing my baby when mm-hmm. just two seconds ago my day was filled with joy, and now it's like I'm forced to remember that day all over again. It's like reliving it day by day. You don't ever get over things like this. You just find a way to cope and go through day to day. And that's what I want people to understand. Uh, when they make statements like, oh, you should be past that. There is no way you get past a child that you birth. There's no way you get past that child being gone. You just find a way to deal with it and make make it through the next day or mm-hmm. the next hour. So,
1: Keisha... As you think about the future, what is it that you hope? Um, and this could be for yourself, It could be for um, it could be for Alex's friends, the community you shared.
2: My hope would be that people become more conscious of what comes out of their mouth and more conscious of other people's feelings and to recognize that everybody is a person, whether you agree with the way they dress, the way they think, the way they act, everybody is a person that has feelings. And some people are not taught how to address their feelings or how to deal with their feelings. Some people are taught to bottle their feelings up, fold them up and put them in your pocket And that's when you create many storms and the disasters hit, like October 24th. Mm -hmm. I just want people to understand that you are not the only person that matters. Everybody matters in their own capacity. And to be more compassionate and pay attention, because that one moment you decide to stop and pay attention could be the very reason Someone doesn't lose their life, or a person don't go on a shooting rampage, or anything like that. It could be the uh, the the straw to break the camel's back, or the icing on the cake that just be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this. There is another way, or you could be the reason that sends them over the edge. Right. Like I just want people to be compassionate and listen. Everybody matters. Your voice matters. Your opinion matters. Your thought matters.
1: Alex's birthday is November 18th. She would be 17 years old. And you're putting together a talent showcase with students performing in celebration of Alexandria's life. What will that involve and where will it be taking place?
2: Uh, Well, the talent showcase will be held at the theater in Central Visual and Performing Arts, November 18th. Um, The show is from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. My daughter was very much into dance and the arts, and that's how she expressed herself. That's how she got out her emotions. And so what better way this year to celebrate her than to bring in all of the things that she loved? So we'll have poets. We'll have um, a few rappers. We have dancers, singers. Pretty much anything in the arts that you can think of, the children will be on stage performing. And so that's how we're going to celebrate her this year.
1: Mm-hmm. It sounds like it'll be a true party. And yeah. y- you shared on Facebook that you'll be cooking at the event. What is it that you'll be making?
2: Um, probably some some type of Alfredo pasta or maybe some homemade egg rolls. Um, I just want to show my volunteers a little love because no one is being paid to do any of this. A lot of the alumni are coming in to help set up and work the tables and do all of the things that I need done. And so I just want this is my that's my love language, food. Mm-hmm. And so anytime anybody can get me in the kitchen, <laughs> they will. And so I decided I'll make sure you're not eating fast food that day. I'll make a a nice warm meal for you all to have.
1: Okay. So it'll be feast food. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How would you like people to remember Alexandria Keisha?
2: A bright, bubbly young woman that was coming into her own and learning how to speak what it was that she needed. I, I want people to know that Alex had come a very, very long way. At first, she wouldn't talk about anything. And then she talked about too much sometimes. <laughs> it was like, uh, I don't know if I want to know that yet. Yeah. But she had started to learn who she was and valued herself. And I want the other kids to be just the same. Start to realize who you are and that you matter, just like she did, and push for everything it is that you want. Push for things, even when you want to give up. Push because she can't push. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing is do it because she can't.
1: And it sounds like she could because she had a mother like you.
2: Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to give up. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot to push me down.
1: Keisha, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with? Maybe something that I didn't ask about that you really would like to share?
2: I am really, really working on putting together, um, I have started working on a youth center to be built for Alex. Um, it will be an art academy where children will be able to come in and receive tutoring. Uh, there will be all styles of dance, a couple of theaters. I want the, the children to have a home away from home where they're free to be themselves and free to be safe and know that when they're there they can just speak their truth and someone to always be willing to listen and sit down with them and that that I wanted to put in the atmosphere because that is something I'm truly working hard on and I want to see built so that it will be not only create jobs but be beneficial for our youth so that they're not out in the streets just roaming Mm. so that is you know That's what I'm working on
1: currently. Keisha Akers, thank you so much for speaking with me.
2: No problem.
1: That was my conversation with Keisha Akers, recorded last Thursday. Her 15-year-old daughter, Alexandria Bell, was killed by a school shooter at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis last October. CVPA educator, Jean Kuchka, was also killed that day. We need to take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear from Abby Kuchka, who's the second to youngest of Jean Kuchka's five grown children. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back. Before the break, we heard from Keisha Akers, the mother of Alexandria Bell. Let's listen now to Abby Kuchka, who's one of Jean's five grown children. I spoke with her last Tuesday. How have you been coping? So
0: I would say... um... Losing your mom um, has been one of the most devastating things in the world um, and it happens and we somehow find the strength to go on. The days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months and before we know it, here we are almost a year later um, wondering how we made it this far without her physically in our lives. I'd like to think. That when someone you love passes away, their body goes, but their love remains.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Her love lives on in my family through the things she left behind and all of the memories we made with her. So I just think that, you know, we'll we'll always miss her. But there are moments in life when we miss her a little more than usual, like milestones and holidays and vacations. And Mm -hmm. she's received so many awards. Um, It would just be amazing if if she was there to to be able to receive those and then um this weekend is my little sister's wedding and so um you know well that's a really fun thing and it's you know celebratory um and then on Tuesday it'll be the the one year anniversary so it's definitely going to be a very emotional week and you know just for all of these different emotions to set in you never think at like this happened when I was 27 so that you would be 27 years old and not have your mom
1: here Mm -hmm. with you yeah so obviously it is something that has affected your life profoundly how did the experience of tragedy affect you in in very personal ways
0: I feel like you don't really know grief until you know it and there's no book or manual on how to navigate through grief and so I think it's really one of the the worst experiences of your life that's unimaginable, and it's something that we all must go through. Um, I feel like this last year I valued life more than I ever have before. I just never dreamed that I would have you know, lost my mom at 27 years old. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see people in different situations different. Um, there's always a fear in the back of my mind that – You know, what if if someone gets upset and, you know, acts, you know, chaotic and then a situation occurs. So I'm always, I feel like over alert of my surroundings Mm -hmm. um, just because humans are unpredictable and you really never know what's going to happen. So it almost kind of robbed my innocence because that's I feel like it kind of takes the fun out of different situations, like a concert. So, you know, there's a big group of people at a concert. Could somebody sneak a gun in? Probably. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just looking at my escape route and how I would get myself out of this situation if tragedy was to occur. So mm-hmm. it definitely has affected um, me very deeply.
1: What kinds of conversations did you find you were having, Abby? Um, with friends and family members about your mom and about the shooting.
0: Really, just how selfless she was. It doesn't really surprise me that she you know took the step to to protect her students. It was really hard to hear because you know you never want to hear that your your mother laid her life down to, to save kids. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't surprise me at all yeah. because she was just there to serve others as a a public servant. It it does bring me a little peace to know um, that what my mom did to save those kids, you know, you would hope that if that was your kid in that situation, that somebody would do that for them.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you wish that you better understood about what occurred?
0: I just really would like to know how he was able to get to the back of the school on the third floor because my mom's classroom was in the very back of the school. Mm -hmm. So it it doesn't make a lot of sense how he made it into the building and all the way in the, on the third floor in her classroom. So, I mean, we're still waiting for more information. There's a lot of unknown about the situation.
1: Mm -hmm. How is it that you would like people to remember Jean your mom Um,
0: I just want everyone to remember that she was an amazing mother grandmother friend and teacher and she loved to have fun and was passionate about her family friends teaching and fighting the fight against finding a cure for diabetes Type 1 diabetes, actually, Mm -hmm. um, because my brother was diagnosed at 10. And so um, with that diagnosis, she started participating in the walks at Forest Park. And then she decided to start um, cycling and um, getting into riding her bike. Um, And so she started hosting a trivia night. um, And last year was her 15th trivia night. Mm -hmm. And then she would um, do a bike ride. Some. Typically, her favorite places were like Arizona and Florida. So just depends what which one that they were having because they have like different rides every year. So okay. um, so this year we are having a trivia night. Um, we created the Jean Kuchka Foundation and are doing a, a trivia on November 4th. Um, and then 10 of us are going to Amelia Island to, to ride mm-hmm. f- in her
1: honor. Yeah. And you and your family, you participated in the JDRF ride in December last year in her honor right yes what was
0: that like abby it was amazing so that ride was about six weeks after her death um so i feel like that was the the first time in in six weeks that i felt okay um the community there was so supportive and it was just amazing and they let us lead the ride and so we were the first ones to go Um, and they actually contacted our family and organized all of us um, getting down there and covered all the expenses and so it was just really an amazing experience and just really heartwarming to be around um, such a
1: supportive group of people. Mm -hmm. So I understand that a scholarship has been created in your mom's honor. Yes. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, so um, the Lindbergh High School Alumni Association, um, they started the Jean Kuchka Memorial Scholarship class in 1979. And so um, we gave that scholarship away, I think, in April or May um, to someone who would be pursuing education. Okay. And so that was a really neat experience as well.
1: Is there anything about the way community responded that really showed you in a new light what your mom added to people's lives? Yes. Um, I I feel like the
0: community has been so supportive. Um, So we were invited to a blues game, and so we got to be um, in a suite. And actually the owners of the blues came to the suite and and met our family. Um, And so they also honored her up on the Jumbotron Um, And then some students from the school sang the national anthem and they donated um, some money. So that was really neat. Also, we um, the National Memorial to the Fallen Educators um, in Fora, Kansas, they invited us there um, for a small ceremony. And so her name is engraved um, on a stone there for um, teachers who have lost their life um, in the line of duty. And then the last thing that we just recently did was the Alumni Association um, recognized my mom as a distinguished alumni at Lindbergh High School. And so um, there was a dinner at Royal Orleans, and then um, we got to participate in the parade, the homecoming parade on Friday. And then we got recognized at the homecoming football game. So that was just really a neat experience, and it just feels really good to have the community support us so much um, in, the, in the light of all of this tragedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Abby, what is it that you would like others to consider in the wake of last year's tragedy?
0: I think people need to recognize um, the signs of mental health and take it seriously. If your loved one is showing signs of a mental health crisis, take time to talk with that person and do not dis- dismiss their their actions Um, I think there's a huge mental health crisis and and people do unfortunately dismiss it and it's a real thing Mm -hmm. and my mom was really big on mental health as well so actually um, on the day of the shooting on her chalkboard um, her agenda was by the end of class today um, her students would have a personal personalized mental health kit
1: what are your hopes for the future? Um, I would, I think we would
0: all just like to continue um, carrying on my mom's leg- legacy and also recreating a safe haven for, you know, the future of America within the school system mm-hmm. and making, you know, recreating that it is a safe place and um, having certain safety measures in place that way. You know, if someone who is having a mental health crisis is attempting to get into a school, there is measures in place to slow that down, to allow the police to
1: get there. Mm -hmm. You know, earlier um, I asked, you know, what you'd like others to think about now that we're at one year since last year's tragedy. Is there something that you think your mom would say to that? Um.
0: Probably. Um, I know like in her classroom, she gave the students tools, um, you know, if they were having a mental health crisis to be able to call the hotline. And so I, I think she would really just bring awareness um, that, like I said, mental illness is a real situation. Um, and when people are suffering from a mental health crisis that they really do need help. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of something that people kind of brush off and think, you know, maybe they're doing better, maybe they'll get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the recent different other tragic events that are consistently always in the news, um, you know, it it does go to show that there is definitely a lot of people in the country that suffer from mental health Mm -hmm. illnesses.
1: Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with? Anything, you know, that I didn't ask you about that you'd like to share?
0: Yes. Um, So one thing um, is that so in March, um, the entire family went to Washington, D.C., and my mom um, was selected um, by Medal of Honor recipients um, for the Single Act of Heroism Award for what she did that day. Um, It's a civilian award. Um, And it's presented for someone who goes above and beyond the call of duty. Mm -hmm.
1: I have one more question. So were you and your mom really close? Yes. So something that I find, I'm very close with my mother. Do you ever find that you say things that your mother would say? Absolutely.
0: I feel like that's... Just different um, parts of her character and things that she did. I feel like I am doing those things um, to continue to carry on that that piece that, that's missing. Um, it, like I said, you don't really don't know grief until you know it. And it's so hard to put into words what it feels like to not have your mom. Um, just so typical, like this time of year, we were doing different hikes last year. Um, so it's just really hard to, to not have her here and to, to think, um, just to think that I'll have to go through the rest of my life without her. It, it's just really tough. You're not supposed to be young and, and not have your mom.
1: Is there a lesson, you know, that your mom imparted that you will be taking with you, you know, through the 24th and, and thereafter? <clears throat>
0: her motto was to treat everyone with respect. So I think um, I'll just carry on her legacy that way and always, um, you know, you never know what someone's going through. So to just always treat them with respect, even if they're not treating you that
1: way. It's a lesson for everybody.
0: Yes, and I feel like that's something that's taught in like elementary school, kind of like the golden rule: treat people the way that you want to be treated. Um, But it 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 definitely goes a long way.
1: (laughs) Abby Kuchka, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr.
0: Our executive producer is
1: Alex Hoyle. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group.